Hey, what's going on, Core Church? So excited to be with you this Sunday. Hey, we're continuing our series, Thrive or Survive, and the whole concept behind this is that even in a season like this, you don't have to fight just to survive. The truth is, is that you can live a thriving life in a moment like this. And so uh, we talked last week about the glorious life that God has promised you and how that glorious promise cannot be shaken by anything that happens in this world. And today we're gonna to be talking about the fact that the glorious life that God has promised you perhaps doesn't start with the external things, but starts from the inside out. I wanna share our core scripture with you. It says this in Ephesians 1, 11 through 12. It says this, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had his eye on you and me. And he had designs on us for glorious living. Say glorious living. Glorious living. Part of the overall process and purpose that he is working out in everything and everyone. I want to say this bottom line for today is this, that the glorious life is an inner state of being. That perhaps the glorious life, the thriving life that God has called you to live begins from the inside out. And perhaps God knows that when your inside is well, that your inside is fruitful and full of life, that all of those external things will be fruitful and full of life. And so I want to talk about beginning from the inside and watching us thrive on the outside. And I also want to say this, that when the church is thriving, when people are thriving on the inside of the church, that the church will go and expand and thrive externally as well. And I said this last week, and I believe this again, that this is not a season of survival for the church, that this is a season of revival for the church. Can I get an amen? I believe that the church is going to be stronger. I believe that you and me are going to be stronger after a season like this. We're going to thrive. We're not just going to survive. And so uh, I want to jump into it. I want to jump into the fact that the internal struggles, the internal battles that we face are insurmountable. And I want to state, I want to state this, that the internal struggles at times are way greater than the external struggles that we face. They can be way greater than the external things that attack us, come after us. They can be way greater than the job loss, the, perhaps the loss of a loved one, or the, the, the fights that go on with a, within a family, or just the, the coworker that's dysfunctional or, or treats you poorly, whatever it is. The internal stuff at times can just be way greater. And I feel like in a season like this with COVID and everything that's going on, I would assume that the stuff that's going on internally, if you're like me, the stuff that's going on internally is way greater in this season than it is in the past. That the anxiety that you may be feeling, like are, we're even anxious to touch a grocery cart, okay? The anxiety that you feel daily can be so much greater than you've ever experienced. I was, uh, I was at a pizza shop the other day. Uh, every, every Friday, um, we, I go and eat lunch with my, my parents and um, we went and got pizza. And I am watching the people who are making my pizza with like, I'm watching them like a hawk. I'm observing every step, every motion to make sure that everything is clean and perfect. I've never done that in my entire life. I even grabbed the box differently so as to not make contact with the person. I've never lived this way. But that, I, that anxiety that I had, even watching someone make my pizza was weird, right? And so we have this anxiety. You might be fearful. There's people who um, have a, a grandpa or grand, grandma that need food and need supplies and you could go to the grocery store, but you drop it off at their porch because you don't want to get them sick. You can't even give them a hug or a kiss on the cheek or whatever. And, and it's hard. There's this fear that just exists that's so real right now. I, I, we can't go and see them and be with them. Um, 
there's a stress. Your business has never experienced ever anything like this. And so you might have some employees or you might have been laid off and you don't know how this is necessarily going to work or happen, but all that you know is that you're stressed daily on how you're going to put food on the table. And so it's very real. It's very real what is happening on the inside. You can read all these articles on Facebook and you will just want to crawl under a rock because you think that the world is going to end with everything that's going on on all of our social media platforms. I mean, this is a big deal. And so I just want to say this, that I think what's going on right now in this world, there's a big problem internally that we need to address and we need to face. And especially if we want to thrive in a season like this, that we need to thrive internally first. And so you might be hearing this and saying, yeah, I feel that. Yes, I'm anxious. Yes, I'm fearful. Yes, I'm stressed out of my mind. Yeah, I, I understand what's going on. But you're talking to me, Nick, you're talking to me about this glorious life and I just don't know if that's gonna happen. And I wanna ask you this question because I feel this as well. How can my life be glorious when I can't even manage how I feel inside? If with all these emotions and all these thoughts and all these feelings that I'm going through, I don't know if the glorious life is something that's gonna be happening in a season like this. And so I wanna challenge you today that we can thrive internally, even in a season like this, that that fear that you have, that anxiety that you might be facing, that stress that's weighing you down on your shoulders, that all of that can be handled in Christ's name. And so um, I wanna talk with you a little bit about that today. I wanna open up with this, is that there's an important thing that we need to acknowledge, that you have a new DNA. From the very beginning of this message, I wanna to talk to you about the fact that you are a new creation in Christ. That those ways of thinking, the anxiety, the fear, the stress, yes, they are very real, but that does not have to be within your character because your DNA is new in Christ. From the moment you invited Christ into your heart, you are a new creation. The old self, the fearful self, the addicted self, the broken self is gone and the new, whole, peaceful, joyful self is here. And I want to share this with you. This is 2 Corinthians 5:17. It says it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. And I just want to encourage you today that there is a way for you to live the new way, the full of life way, the glorious life way is here if you are in Christ. If you've invited him in, there is a glorious life for you starting from the DNA level. And I want to talk about that for a moment because there's an important thing that happens when you give your life to Christ. There's two things. A, <laughs> A, you find your eternal place in heaven, that you can spend your eternity with God after you pass from this earth. And B, and this is what I want to talk about, is that the Holy Spirit is a promised gift. It is a promised glorious gift that transforms you from the inside out. That God would place his spirit in you, that your DNA, your inside would change. And so, yes, God, he's not far off, some distant God. He's not even Jesus who died on a cross and did a really cool thing for us or did a really cool thing for us. No, he is a God who saved you and is within you. That is a big deal. Your DNA, your inside is totally new in Christ Jesus. And so that is an important thing to really understand is that you do not have to hold on to that anxiety. Fear does not have to lead your life. All of that stress doesn't have to be the definition of who you are. You are a new creature. You are a new creation in Christ, and it is filled with the Holy Spirit. Your inside is totally different. And so what does the Spirit do? There's a famous verse in Galatians 
famous verse in Galatians 5, and I, I want to say this, that the fruits of the Spirit are not in outward condition, but an inward state. Let me describe what that, what that is, is that everything that we're about to mention in this verse, it has nothing to do with external things. It only has to do with what is happening on the inside because that is what the Holy Spirit is concerned about, working and changing within you. It says this in Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let me keep reading. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, like you and me, have crucified the flesh with its passions, with its passions and desires. In other words, those things that are not of God are gone in Jesus' name. They are crucified and they no longer have any weight on you. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, let us walk with that love. Let us live out that joy. Let us experience that internal peace that surpasses all understanding. When we live by the Spirit, we will see these things, the Spirit, change us internally, and that will become our state. The fruits of the Spirit are not an outward condition, but an inward state. The fruit of the Spirit is not a perfect business or a wonderful big house or a great bank account. No, no, no. The fruit of a Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is a love and a joy and a peace that is inside of you. Can I get an amen? It begins with the inside. And the Spirit is going to change your inside so that outwardly you can thrive in a world like this. And so, uh, how, how does that happen? Nick, I've given my life to Christ and the Spirit is within me and I've grown, but in the season I feel like I've backtracked or I've lost my momentum or I, my anxiety is at an all-time high and I don't know how to control it. And so today I want to just give you some thoughts, two, two real thoughts on how we can allow the Spirit of God, those fruits, to just overflow in us internally. I want to share this with you, and this is a wonderful scripture found in 2 Corinthians. Take your thoughts captive. Internally, take your thoughts captive is such an important point for us to understand. Yes, Christ, he died for us, gave us new life. The spirit is within us, and now we have a responsibility to take those thoughts, those old way thoughts, those old creation thoughts, and to take them captive and to give them to Christ. I want to read this to you, and uh, I read this the other week in my devotional, and uh, it blew me away, the message version, but let me read it in the NIV version. It says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every, every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Those anxious thoughts, those stressful thoughts, the thoughts of fear that just captivate every moment or interaction that you have, we have to take those thoughts captive. And we're going to fight those thoughts in a supernatural way, but I want to share with you what it says in the message version. Just listen to the power of this. The world doesn't fight fair. <laughs> That's true. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. I love that. I love that. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing the entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, warped ways of thinking, right? Warped belief systems and tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. And we're going to be talking about the truth of God in just a moment. 
fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Guys, if there's one thing to like write down and put it on your fridge, it is that scripture right there for this week. Man, I love that. It says fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life, into the way of thinking, into the inner state that you are, into the new creation that you are shaped by Christ Jesus. That is incredible. And so Christ, he is shaping your minds, your thoughts, and your feelings. And we got to take our thoughts captive. We got to fit them into the way that Christ wants us to. Not the way the world tells us to. Not the fear that the world tells us to have. Not the anxiety or, or the stress that the world is trying to impart on you. No, no, no. We're going to take every one of those thoughts captive. And we're going to let Christ shape those thoughts. Amen? And I want to say this. This is the other practical part. Um, let's call it. Uh, part 1a, okay? It says this in Philippians 4, and Paul's writing, and I just love, this is so simple and yet so powerful. It says this, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So yes, we take our thoughts captive, we give them to Christ, and he is going to shape our thoughts. But I wanna say this, that it is a practice Paul is saying, think about those, those things. Put effort into thinking about great things. Put effort into thinking about praiseworthy things. It is a practice to flood our minds with heavenly things. And I'll tell you this, and let me take a break from, from talking the, just the scripture right now. If you gotta cut out some distractions, Facebook is really crazy right now. Social media is really crazy right now. If things are flooding your mind that are not of God, take captive those things. Get rid of all the distractions, delete the app, get rid of all that stuff. Um, even these messages and our devos, we're gonna be emailing them to you so that way you can get rid of all that social media garbage and start filling your mind with things that are right, noble, pure, admirable, things that are excellent or praiseworthy. It is an effort and it takes practice to flood our minds with heavenly things. It takes practice and so, when we hold our thoughts captive, we give them to Christ and allow him to shape our thoughts and we start practicing thinking about heavenly things, we can expect our internal state that the Holy Spirit is going to fill us with joy, peace, love, gentleness, kindness, all of those things. Our internal being is going to change. And so I want to talk about part two and this is really practical and uh, this really goes into uh, alignment with um, the fact that we don't wage war according to the flesh. The greatest way that we can wage war, the greatest way that we can fight our thoughts, our feelings, our, our emotions, everything that's going in such a tumultuous way right now, the greatest weapon that we have is the Word of God. And we need to practice speaking the Word of God. Please understand this, that you don't have to be a pastor, some brilliant theologian who went to seminary school for seven years to become a, a, a master of divinity. You don't have to be any of that to speak the Word of God over your life. There are some simple scriptures that you can look up. If you're feeling anxious, go to Google. Please don't be ashamed to go to Google to find a scripture on anxiety, okay? But learn the word of God so that you can speak it in your life. It says this in Hebrews 4. For the word of God is living and active. The word of God is so real for you and me today. It's not some old book written thousands of years ago. No, it is living and active and impactful today. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit, the inside. 
the joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. How powerful is that? The Word of God is alive, and it is a weapon that we can use to fight what is going on inside of us internally. The Word of God will be the greatest weapon in our internal growth. We need to speak the word of God. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. We can cast all of our cares or our anxiety on him. There are so many simple scriptures. There's so many simple scriptures that you can find, say, speak out, that would change your process, change your life, change the way you think, change the way that you operate on the inside. And so if you want to thrive, I believe that there's two things that can really help the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the joy, the love, and the peace of of God to overflow in your life. It is taking your thoughts captive right now, giving them to Christ, okay? And it is speaking the word of God, not just reading it, not just looking at it on a, a sticker in your room or on your fridge. No, no, no. It is speaking it. If you are taking my recommendation, putting 2 Corinthians on your fridge, 2 Corinthians 10 through through 5 in the message version, if you're going to put that on your fridge, you better speak it every day and watch what happens to your life. Speak the word of God. Think good thoughts. Give those thoughts that are not of God, take them captive and give them to him and watch how the fruit of the spirit, the fullness of God is going to help you thrive and live the glorious life today. Can I get an amen? Man, the glorious life is an inner state of being. The glorious life, the life that we're called to live, the thriving life in this season, I believe all starts from the inside. And so I just want to encourage you today. Go to God. Pray for the glorious inner life to conquer your current inner thoughts, your current inner emotions, your current inner state, and allow that glorious life, the glorious living, the the heavenly thoughts, allow the fruit of the Spirit to come to fruition within you. I don't want you to feel trapped in this season. I don't want you to feel burdened. I don't want you uh, to allow stress, fear, anxiety, those types of things. I don't want you to allow them to take you out of this season. You're not just going to survive. You're not just going to get by with a broken inner state. No, no, no. You are going to thrive internally and you are going to have a glorious internal life through the Holy Spirit. And this is, again, this is a season of survival Um, This is not a season of survival. This is a season of revival for the church. We're going to grow as a church, and I want to encourage you, share this, post about this, get the message out, speak with friends, talk to them, give them a phone call about how you've grown internally and how they can grow internally as well and find that peace, that joy, and that love that you've received. Man, the church is going to grow. I want to offer some last thoughts before we wrap up. It is so important to worship as well. If we're talking about speaking the word, yes, some worship songs have like the literal scripture in them. Some are an interpretation of scripture, but worship helps me speak the word of God. And I just want to encourage you. um, I was prepping this message and there's this song by Hillsong Young and Free called Peace. P space E space A space C space E. Yes, I spelled it all out. Thank you. Um, But look it up and it is all about the internal peace that God gives us. And so I want to encourage you today. Worship. Praise God. Go and sing that song. Listen to it. Even if you don't know the words, just listen to it and allow the word of God to flood your thoughts and allow the word of God to resonate in your heart. I want to, again, give you an opportunity before we wrap up. I want to encourage you to give. Uh, This is another internal state. I was praying about how to present this and um, you will never see someone who is genuinely practicing generosity that they just have a spirit of generosity who is miserable. (laughs) 
You will never find someone who is so generous in life and yet hates life. It just doesn't happen. That generosity is a part of the inner uh, glory, the inner promise, the inner thriving life that you can have. And so I want to encourage you to, today to give in whatever manner. If it's to go to the hospitals and provide some masks or if it's to go and give someone a meal or if it's buy someone's groceries. If it is giving to core church, you can go online, whatever it is. I just want to encourage you to give. This is not a twisting your arm type of thing. Literally, I just want you to live a glorious inner life and giving and generosity is a part of that. And so uh, I would encourage you today, find ways to live generously and watch how that changes you from the inside out. So overall, just a reminder, you have a new DNA. You are a new creation. The Holy Spirit is inside of you and it is going to give you love, peace, and joy, even in a season where you are filled with anxiety, hopelessness, fear, doubt, insecurity, all of those types of things. There is a new creation in you, and we're going to take our thoughts captive. Everything that is not of God, we're going to give it to Him, and we're going to change our thoughts, and we're going to think about heavenly things, and we're going to start speaking the Word of God. Amen, church? The glorious life is an inner state of being. I hope this blesses you today. Can't wait for next week. We'll see you then.